0: hello uh, <laughs> it's like i already forgot how to st- we start these
1: <laughs> every single time we must that part up i feel like we always cut each other
0: off always i never know if i'm so sub. i just pause or i don't pause well <laughs> for those of you joining us i'm peyton i'm sydney and this is the 12th episode of tacos and to kill super exciting I know we got a while for this one to come out. I Well, it'll come out next week. But uh, <laughs> we hit 1K downloads. We're actually a little – we're at, like, 1.1 downloads now of our yes. podcast. So super exciting. Thanks to everyone who has given us a listen. And hopefully you don't judge us from the first few because I promise it gets better. Yes, and if you're still I, listening, you know. <laughs>
1: I've seen that there's a lot of listens on that first episode, and personally, I couldn't even listen to that full episode, so... Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> I think you guys should start at, like, episode three or four, and then let me know what you think.
0: <laughs> Tell us what you, what you think. Hopefully, it gets better. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, I picked this case this week, and I read, like, one article and was like, oh, this seems really crazy, kind of interesting, and let's go with this one. And I sent it to Sydney. <laughs> and then she texted me, like, what, the next day? Like, did you start your research on this? Because this <laughs> is crazy. And, of course, I always end up picking these cases that are, like, freaking wild and so many theories. So many theories always. But, yeah,
1: I literally, like, I researched, like, the next day after you gave me the case or, like, a couple days later. And then... I actually, like, my mind was blown in a couple places that I actually had to go back to it, like, a few days later, because I needed, like, to time to give my brain a rest. Like, <laughs> I just had a whole headache from everything. I was like,
0: ah Well, hopefully we do this case some justice. Uh, today we will be discussing the disappearance and murder of Chandra Levy. Chandra was a 24-year-old graduate of University of Southern California. She was born to conservative Jewish parents who were active in their synagogue. I had to put include that because this is actually how I found this story is because my boyfriend, who is Jewish, said I should pick a case where they are Jewish. And I just started looking at uh, famous cases and this one just popped up and looked wild. So... He will be very happy I mentioned this. <laughs>
1: Unbelievable.
0: Uh, he asked if I was going to mention that he suggested a case. So uh, it, it sounds like
1: Google suggested the case. He just wanted it to be a Jewish involved case. Correct.
0: <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct. I can't But we'll him. give him a little credit. Bye. <laughs> <Fine>. uh, <laughs> So she was born to conservative parents, Robert and Susan, in Cleveland, Ohio, and she was actually the oldest of two children. Her younger sibling was her brother, Adam. The family had moved to Modesto, California, where she attended high school, and then San Francisco State University, where she received a bachelor's in journalism from. In the fall of 2000, she was living in Washington, D.C., and actually had just wrapped up in the spring an internship with the federal bureau of prisons so that's why she was in dc to complete this paid internship for the last semester of her master's degree through usc just a little background too on chandra she had previous internships with both the mayor of los angeles and the governor of california so she was very interested in like politics and government work and she handled a lot of like media requests when she was interning with the Federal Bureau of Prisons. She's described as very beautiful, hardworking, and ambitious. And her father has said in multiple reports that she did not like being what told told what to do, and she was very individualistic. And I laughed because I could see that being described as both of us. <laughs> hey, don't bring me into this. Well, me. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, I feel like, though, to have some internships like that or to work at some of those places, like, you have to be a tough cookie.
0: Yeah. And very ambitious to, like, go after those internships and get them out of, you know, how many kids or college students apply.
1: So many. I feel like that's every, you know, criminal justice, political science kids internship I, that they want.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So, Chandra, like I said, was living in Washington, D.C., and her internship actually wrapped up in May, and I saw something interesting that because she had already completed her degree, technically, her internship was, like, up, so she was no longer eligible for it. And she didn't really know what the future held for her. She was just very happy with, like, all her experience. She didn't know if she wanted to stay in D.C. permanently. However, she was set to return home to Modesto, California on May 1st in order to walk at her upcoming graduation ceremony on May 11th for her master's degree. Chandra never made it home And she disappeared on May 1st, 2001 and would never be seen alive again. By May 6th, her parents, who were deeply concerned with being unable to reach her, decided to call the D.C. Police Department and report her missing. It was later confirmed she was last seen on footage April 30th, so the day before, where she went and canceled her gym membership in D.C. since she was planning on returning home to California, at least for the time being. And her parents also spoke to her the morning of May 1st, they say, but I also saw conflicting statements on that. So I'm not I'm not sure what time her flight was set to leave. When Chandra's parents called the police, they entered her apartment and found all her belongings still there. Credit cards, driver's license, checkbook, cell phone, jewelry, and everything else, including all her bags packed as if she was leaving and prepared to leave uh for a trip or permanently i did want to note this because 2001 i don't think it's super strange back then to leave without your cell phone it would be now as a major red flag but definitely highly strange to leave without any of your identification or credit cards or anything like that they had bricks back then didn't they i think so (laughs) like they were like the size of your head so people weren't carrying those around I'm trying to think when I got my
1: first cell phone I didn't get one until like 2006 or 2007 it was like 6th or 7th grade Yeah so that's probably about when I got one too So 2001 I feel I mean they were definitely around but they were not I mean, even nowhere my near I. what
0: we think about. <laughs> now, or no. even our flip razors. <laughs> yeah. And even those were kind of big. Agreed. By May 16th, with no progress in finding Chandra, her mother, Susan, arrived in D.C. and tried to do what she can to help, including her first public press conference pleading with the public to find her daughter. It took a very long time for investigators to be able to have access to Chandra's internet search history. And when they did, they found the night before she disappeared, she had searched Rock Creek Park and downloaded a map. This is a park in the northwest area of Washington, D.C. I will note here, apparently it took so long to track down her internet search history because about a week after her disappearance, Police investigators accidentally cleared the history, and then they had to try and retrieve it, which isn't wasn't as easily done 20 years ago as it is now. I'm sure, Sydney, you and I will discuss later our thoughts on this police investigation.
1: Absolutely. Did you get the other
0: searches, though? The other things
1: that they pulled from her? Uh... I didn't. Okay. So... This just made me laugh that these were even notated because I was like, this is what someone would see if they, like, checked my Google search.
0: Oh, no. Checked
1: my Google searches. <laughs> so, on May 1st, the other searches that popped up were Amtrak, Baskin-Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> um, shoot. Her Her congressman, Gary Condit, which we'll go into. Southwest Airlines, a weather report from the Washington Report, and a search for Alsace-Lorraine, which is a region in France.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just so random.
1: Completely random, but that's literally, you know. All right, let me let me check the Baskin-Robbins menu. Oh, no, I don't want to pay for that.
0: Oh, I
1: just saw a commercial for this random country in France. Let me Google this really quick and see where it is. Like... Wow.
0: You know, you're very right. I <laughs> I just joked about this other day. I like will see something and be like, what is that? And I don't know. Yep. And I just Google it. So I know a bunch of random facts. If everyone wants to ask me questions, I probably know a little bit of some things. And it's all because I Google everything. Yep. So you're right. And then the Nowadays, I have DoorDash, so the amount of times I open up DoorDash and be like, oh, this ice cream looks so good, or oh, Taco Bell sounds so good. And then you're like, (laughs) oh, I I don't need to get food right now, actually. Change of plans. Exactly. (laughs) Because of this map that they found, the police decided to search the park, and they actually found no traces of Chandra there. Despite a very massive manhunt and tracking down leads, and nationwide press coverage on this case for most of the time, Chandra's body would not be located for over a year. One interesting tidbit I wanted to put in here because I am always super interested in when something's like national headlines are not and why. So this case was at the forefront of, a, like, all major news outlets for months. And then in September of 2001 was the 9-11 attacks. So this story went completely dark, and the terrorist attacks were all that were being covered. It definitely came back into the news on May 2nd, 2002, so a little more than a year after Chandra had been missing, a man walking his dog in Rock Creek Park found remains that were later determined to be Chandra's by dental records. Her remains have been found just under 80 yards below the trail that this man was walking his dog on at the edge of a ravine, along with a pair of stretch pants, sunglasses, a Reebok sneaker, and a lot of other various items around there. Apparently, in the previous search of the park, the the search was supposed to take place of 100 yards from all roads and trails. However, there was a major miscommunication that resulted in only 100 yards from all roads being searched, and therefore her body was not found sooner. Because her body had been so badly decomposed, the coroner was actually unable to determine a cause of death, but did rule it as a homicide. Chandra had told her family that she had a secret friend who she sometimes referred to as her man in Washington, but did not disclose to her family who it was. Friends later confirmed that this person that she referred to as her secret or special friend was Congressman Gary Condit, who was from Modesto, California. Gary was a married man, and it was deduced that they had a romantic relationship from every is information that they gave to police investigators, his office refused, and even actually to this day, he refuses that he ever had any sort of romantic relationship with Chandra. For a while, he personally would not make any statements or talk about it at all. His office would make statements that they were friends and friendly and that she had visited his office and his condo a few times almost as like a mentoring type of situation is kind of what I deduced that he was implying or that his office was implying, but that was exclusively it because of this relationship. Condit was the first person that was investigated, especially due to his silence. It took a very long time for the information to come out, but it was eventually found out that they did have the sexual relationship and it had been going on for several months. Again, Condit still to this day denies any sort of relationship. According to some close friends in D.C., Chandra confided in them about her relationship with Gary and wanted to keep it private since he was married. She had made comments to some friends, too, that she kind of thought he was going to leave his wife, which I definitely make... That makes someone look suspicious in my eyes.
1: I was just going to say... um, Yes, I definitely agree that that makes him look suspicious, and I also wanted to chime in that he's still happily married to this woman, (laughs) which Yes,
0: they've been together, like, over 50 years.
1: If someone was being that, like, evasive and hiding information, like, when a whole group of people are coming after you, that you even had a relation with this girl, and he's just like, nope, 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 nope. Sketchy. Agreed. You take half the money and you run like hell.
0: <laughs> Despite all the suspicion, though, Gary Conant was Condit. I don't know what I wrote here. Gary Conant was never charged or officially listed as a suspect. However, pretty quickly, he actually did hire a high-powered attorney, and they arranged him for him to do a private lie detector test, which he supposedly passed. I wanted to include this because he never officially did a lie detector test through the FBI or the police department. It was this private lie detector test.
1: A rigged lie detector test.
0: Yes. It seems very suspicious. Suspect. So he continuously obviously denies the relationship, like I said, and that he was not involved in her murder. Police have confirmed that he had an alibi the day that Chandra was murdered, but considering the fact they can't actually confirm if it was late April 30th or May 1st, they aren't 100%, which is why I made that comment that, like, her parents say they talked to her May 1st, but there are multiple reports that kind of give conflicting information on this story in some some minor details. (laughs) So, after Gary, there were really no other suspects or leads, and the case went cold for several years. So, her body was found in 2002. Nothing really happened until 2009, and then someone was suddenly charged with the murder of Chandra Levy. This came as a shock to pretty much everyone, including her parents and her family. There really, like I said, was no progress or leads. The person charged in for Chandra's murder was Ingmar Guandique, and I really hope I said that right. I know I said his first name right, so I will be referring to him as Ingmar because I know that for sure. (laughs) Ingmar was an immigrant here illegally from El Salvador, and the reason he was on the police's radar was because he had previously pled guilty to assaulting two female joggers in Rock Creek Park with a knife, one before Chandra went missing and one shortly after. He had been inter- interviewed a few times throughout to th- between 2002 and 2009, but he had consistently maintained that he was not involved in her murder. However, they did end up proceeding with pressing charges. The case against Ingmar was very circumstantial at best. There was no evidence, no DNA, no eyewitnesses, no murder weapon, or really anything linking him to Chandra. And the only reason he was suspected was due to those other two assaults. However, it's interesting to note those women were not attacked. Like, they lived. They weren't permanently injured or killed. The prosecution's case really relied heavily on acquaintance of Ingmar, whose name was Armando Morales. Armando met Ingmar while they were both locked up together in Kentucky, and he claimed that Ingmar confessed to him while they were incarcerated that he had killed Chandra. According to Armando's statements, Ingmar said he saw Chandra in the park and decided to rob her. He thought it would be an easy target so he lied in wait for her in the bushes when he got she got closer to him he ran up from behind her grabbed her by the back of the neck and head to drag her into the bushes but by by the time they got there she had stopped struggling so essentially it was a botched robbery despite all this circumstantial evidence the jury took only four days to come back with a guilty verdict and Ingmar was sentenced to 60 years in prison Shandra's family really looked at this as some sort of closure, kind of, but unfortunately that was far from the truth. Three years after his conviction, Ingmar's attorney petitioned the court for a new trial on the basis of new information that had come to light. The new information that was provided was proof that Armando had actually lied in his testimony in several different circumstances. And one was that he had claimed he had never cooperated with police prior to this investigation. And they actually confirmed that he had been involved and confessed to his involvement and was a witness in a 1998 murder Ingmar was granted a new trial since that was the sole basis of his conviction. And after the new trial was granted, actually right before it was set to start, the prosecutors decided to drop all charges against Ingmar. Supposedly, and I say supposedly, because I couldn't find this anywhere, uh, but I do find quite a few articles talking about it. There was a recording I can't speak tonight. Oh my gosh. Supposedly, there was a recording taken of Armando admitting to a third party who was not involved in this case that he had lied on the stand and fabricated the whole story. Armando completely denies this tape, uh, its existence and its validity. The person was someone that Armando was friends with at the time. I couldn't deduce if they were involved or not. But Chandra's parents were obviously very upset by this. They were pretty convinced that Ingmar had been the one who killed their daughter and they thought there had been justice. But after these charges were dropped, the case was technically deemed open and unsolved. And this past May was actually the 20th anniversary of her murder. And this case remains unsolved till this day. Uh, after the charges were dropped against Ingmar in 2017, he was deported back to El Salvador. With all reports, that is still where he is. Gary Condon, despite any involvement of denial of any involvement with Chandra, he did lose his bid for reelection in 2002. And then since then, he kind of went into hiding. <laughs> he tried to stay out of the political eye. He did write a book about this, which I didn't read I didn't really want to after seeing kind of a clip with his interview with Dr. Phil, where he basically <laughs> claims that the police were trying to frame him.
1: I didn't uh, see some of that. I also saw an article like from his kid that basically said like that they just wanted to ruin his
0: life. Which like, not... I don't know. I feel like they kind of. I think they didn't really investigate him that hard to be completely honest in my personal opinion true Um, and
1: always innocent until proven guilty but
0: this is true
1: it just seems like there was a lot of things that didn't fully add up and the way that he was trying to cover and like being very evasive like that makes you unfortunately look shady in many circumstances
0: correct and I was gonna say I love that you use the word evasive because a lot of articles (laughs) That's how they refer to him as is, is evasive, mm. um, obstructing justice in this investigation because he wasn't very forthcoming. Um, I do have just, like, kind of a couple notes on Gary himself and some comments that Susan, Chandra's mother, had made. So, one, Chandra would make references to like her man and that's an air quotes and she did tell her mother that it had to be secretive because he was high powered one thing I thought was interesting is she told her mother he would not he would tell her to not carry her identification when they went out together which she had told Chandra was like a big red flag and that she shouldn't be involved with someone if that's the case but I thought that was super interesting and I had to include this because remember She left her ID and everything at home. And for Gary Conner to claim that they were just friends, phone records that her parents paid for the phone line, so they got the phone bill. And they showed lots of phone calls at all hours to Gary's private office and from that office line to Chandra's phone line.
1: Yes, I had also read that... When they had done the original like search warrant on her apartment, they found all those personal belongings. But there was also a voicemail box that was full of messages from like, her family, and two that were specifically from Gary. Oh, really? I did yes. not see that. Which like, made him look suspect right off the bat before they even, like, her parents came forward and brought him in.
0: Yeah, on the interview with Dr. Phil, I'll just kind of sum up the, like, clip I saw, and he basically claims, you know, the police were trying to frame him and try to look, make it look like it was something bigger than it was, that they were friendly, and they were friends, they had, you know, a few mutual acquaintances and so she had been by his office once or twice and he had she had been to his condo a couple times and that because of that the police tried to make it look like it was something bigger than it was but that he had hosted people at his condo frequently so it wouldn't be uncommon if she showed up but I feel like the massive amount of phone calls and those voicemails that kind of points to like you're like a little more involved than you're trying to lead on
1: yeah absolutely I mean I feel like people go to parties and like hang out with people outside of work or whatever all the time but like do my
0: co-workers call me on my private line like that no nope no. and definitely not enough to leave me voicemails granted it's a different Era than it was 20 years ago. (laughs) True. But But they're um, only calling if they're calling in. That's, I mean, come on. Yeah. And I mean, you are obviously pretty acquainted if you have left two voicemails. I know, like, personally, even way back when, like, when I was younger and, like, would call friends, if they didn't answer, okay, they're busy. I'll try them again later.
1: Yeah. That's another thing I was thinking back to, like, you know, when you're in elementary, well, I would have been in, like, elementary school, middle school, <laughs> like, calling people's landlines, like, I'm I was in, leaving, like, fourth grade, not leaving messages there, like, I'll reach somebody's mom and be like, oh, can you just have her call me back? Okay, cool, bye.
0: Yeah, so I thought that was super interesting, too, and then I have only one other, like, major super I don't want to say they're fun facts. I say this every time. But fun fact, um, Chandra's apartment building was equipped with security footage, but I thought it was super interesting. I found out because there was a delay in reporting her missing for a few days and then the delay between that and requesting the footage from her building, the time had lapsed over On the footage recording itself, so potentially missing her coming and going from her apartment, that video footage wasn't there. So I thought that was interesting too. That could have potentially helped at least see where she, if she left willingly or by herself.
1: It could have solved half the case right there.
0: The whole case right there.
1: Correct. That video footage usually does wonders. Um, I have a couple things too, just to. Throw out there. I know before we started recording, we kind of mentioned this one. Um, there was male DNA that was reported to be found, but there was no match that was ever made with it. And from what I had read, they said that the match did include that it, it did not match Gary Condit.
0: And I had told Sid before we started recording too. I actually didn't even write this down because I found one article where it mentions the DNA. But, like, in regards to Ingmar and it not being a match, I found another one where they were trying to test it to compare to Condit. But I never saw a, respo- a result of that. I saw another article where it said his DNA was confirmed to be left. So I didn't even <laughs> include that because only one article mentioned it-, it was confirmed DNA out of, like, 40 that I skimmed or read. <laughs> so it could be just a whole bunch of BS, but we're going to throw
1: it in there, too. all right (laughs) um what else do i have oh so wait we'll leave that one for last because that one's cool interesting i like a good cliffhanger people so (laughs) her body was found we had gone over her body was found in that park it was found four miles from her apartment but also so they found some bones and they found those personal items um Her family had actually hired a private investigator, and the private investigator had actually found her shin bone about 25 yards away from where the other remains were, which the police had not, or the detectives had not found themselves when they found the original bones.
0: Oh my god, I'm so glad you brought this up, because I forgot (laughs) to write it
1: down. So I thought that that, I was like, this whole investigation is just botched, like...
0: It just, like, upsets me a lot when you hear that cases 20 years later are unsolved, when little things could have potentially been done to prevent that. One, how the hell, when a body and remains are found, do you not scan the whole area? That's the thing that really, like, threw me off,
1: like... So I get the first time you search, you search most of that area. You guys got, had a misunderstanding. We found the body, though, at this point. We confirmed that these remains are hers. We confirmed that these, you know, the dental records match, these other personal belongings are hers. But we don't go, you know, 25 yards down and find additional remains. Or, like, even the fact that you didn't find all of the body parts. Like, you, if you don't find all the bones,
0: you'd think you'd keep looking a little bit. Agreed. And one article I saw, too, was talking about how, like, no evidence at the crime scene. And it was like, oh, well, it's been over a year. Yeah, but, like, you should still be looking to see what you can find. Absolutely. Because you never really know. And I get, like, outside nature, decomposition, the weather, things like that are going to affect what you can find. But something like a part of her bones, like... And her yeah, skeletal it, remains
1: which were 25
0: yards away and weren't found initially. Yeah, and the skeletal remains that
1: it didn't sound... I mean, it's not like they were, like, digging for these remains. It sounded like they were just right on the
0: surface. Correct. That's really kind of what it sounded like to me, too. So, if, which I also feel like is sketchy, too.
1: Because, okay, so... A park... A whole year where the, like, I mean, how long does it take for a full body
0: to decompose? If it's just, like, laying there for X amount of time. I will also say, too, though, so... I guess. Because I'm really nerdy, um, I know that, like, natural erosion happens, and so, like, with rain, snow melt, things like that, Um, if, even if she was, like, toppled with, like, a little bit of, like, dirt or debris... It could have easily just started, like, poking out through, like, that erosion, like, the ice melting. If it's at the edge of a ravine, I'm guessing May. So, you just had, like, all this rainfall that probably eroded a little bit of that. So, she could have potentially been, like, buried a little bit. I'm not 100% sure, and nothing's ever been mentioned of that. So, I'm not... That's just me guessing. I guess it was always... nerdy morbid knowledge
1: <laughs> and that makes sense I guess I just for whatever reason like assume when people just find bodies that like all they're just laying there on the side of the road like a deer on the side of the road like that you're just supposed to see it
0: like how did you
1: not see that how did you miss and it's that? like yeah
0: and it's a public park in Washington DC mm-hmm. so like it's very interesting to me that she wasn't found sooner also since you brought it up i'm gonna just kind of rant about this okay okay. the fuck do you do a search of a park and don't search the whole park oh i'm just gonna look at the roads first of all if someone's walking hiking um jogging which they suspect she might have been jogging through the park you don't go just off the roads I go to parks all the time and I walk trails.
1: But also if I'm going to just, like, drop a body, too. You're not going to drop the body on the side of the road. Like, you're going to put it under some debris in the corner where nobody's going to find it. And you're going to
0: probably go to one of the trails that's a little more, like, maybe not walked as much. Like, it's just really, it just is really bothersome that. You couldn't even find her body sooner, which mm-hmm. doesn't make sense because there was national coverage on this case. Yeah, like obviously, you can only one can only imagine um, a U.S. congressman involved with a pretty young intern in two thousand one, and what that scandal maybe reminds you of, <laughs> and <laughs> now she's missing. And he's not talking. Like that's that's national news. Absolutely.
1: And you would think that they
0: would would do harder surgery. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't be something that you uh, leave in the dust. But
0: I will also note too. Sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. Just because I remembered and want to include it. Both Antonio Morales, who testified against Ingmar and Ingmar himself, were known to have, like, gang relations in the past. And the reason I want to include that, too, is because a lot of people assume Washington, D.C., because it's, like, the U.S. government's base there. It's a very safe area. They actually have a very high crime rate mm-hmm. in, in certain areas and a mm-hmm. lot of gang-related activity. So... I'm not saying that like oh it's a bad neighborhood I honestly don't know I just thought it was like a northwest area or region of Washington DC is where this park was but I'm pretty sure she lived in like the area she lived was known for like political or um government figures and like there was like Capital Row or something like that so it was like a lot of interns younger people it wasn't necessarily a bad area per se
1: no but there's always that chance that there's just a random you know those whether it's gangs or just like a random person like I'm gonna go catch myself on Capital Row and I'm probably gonna rob somebody here easier than I'm gonna rob somebody in my own neighborhood so there's always That's those off chances true. too like And then there's these people, like, unfortunately, they just picked the right person that has this crazy life. And it makes everyone look shady except for the person that got away with it. I mean, there's so many things that we'll
0: never know. There's so many unanswered things. And, I mean, I hope one day for Susan and Bob Levy that there is closure. I read an article in an interview with her parents just before her 20th the 20th anniversary of her murder and it was really sad and the reason it's really sad is you know you see a lot of people who their family members went missing and then they go and do all these things and they're like involved in like laws being passed or organizations. And don't get me wrong. Her father still practices medicine. He's still like an activist and works with like women's rights and like abuse women. But there, the interview was just very raw because the parents were very much like the mom said every morning I wake up and it's, I there's a hole like every single day, not not a single day has gone past in over 20 years has she forgotten about her daughter who would have been 44 this year? And they asked, the interviewer asked her parents, "Oh, you know, are you gonna do anything in celebration?" And the dad was like, "No, I don't go to her. Uh, don't go to the cemetery and the gravesite. I understand her physical remains are there, but she's not there. It doesn't do anything for me." He goes, "I'm still very angry, and I don't blame him." And it's, like, it's so devastating. Her mom, I mean, what we went through was hell. And she's right. And, unfortunately, there is no, like, real answer to who did it. We can all, you know, kind of deduce what we what we think happened. But no one was there. No one knows for sure. No. And until the police department gets their lives together, we aren't, aren't going to find out. <laughs> Honestly, I think this might be one where we never know either, and that's very sad. It's extremely sad, and I
1: can't imagine being in a family's position like that to have to learn to cope and deal with, you know, this was at one point such a big media frenzy that was around it, and to watch it just fall into the shadows so quickly.
0: Yeah, and And uh, and not only that, but... She was so ambitious, and she had such a bright future ahead of her. hmm And, like, who knows all the difference she could have made not taking away from any of the other missing or murdered people unsolved cases that, you know what I mean? They, that no. might not have been the case, but that's just, that's another reason it's just such a, like, extra heartbreaking hearing her parents who, like, this girl was an honor roll throughout her education, and... She was just so hardworking and ambitious.
1: Yeah, she was definitely, I mean, these are, unfortunately, the people that get picked up and stolen and murdered or disappear are the good kids that have great things going in their lives. And it's always interesting to see, you know, or wonder what could she have, what could she have done with her life? Who could she have been? Yeah. I do have, um, if you don't have anything else to add, another little uh,
0: cliffhanger
1: Fact, oh, I think yeah sorry,
0: me. I went on a tangent, please. No, 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 <laughs> I wanted this
1: to be I guess like the last thing with the case just because yes, yes. it really makes you think. Um, so one of the largest puzzles that they consider for this case is that shant Sha- is a Chandra Chandra, Chandra. shot, Sha- I can't speak. Chandra has called her had called her aunt either the day of or the day before and had left a message and said that she had really big news to tell her and by the time that her aunt had called back she had already been missing so we will never know what that big news was
0: i'm so glad you added this <laughs> yeah is not that freaking wild that is the stuff that just nightmares are made
1: of that really blows like irks me like you'll it could have been anything. It could have been a job-related thing. It could have been something with her man. It could have been a million
0: things, but you never will know. Yeah. Damn. We'll never know. Well, hopefully one day it's solved. Like I said, this is a still unsolved open investigation. Any information, Washington D.C. Police Department, have this case, please. If you know anything, um, send your uh, information that way.
1: Absolutely. I have a fact and a joke for you guys to end end with.
0: Yes, I was about to ask. (laughs) What do you want first? I like the facts first. All right, I'll try to remember that for next time. (laughs) I might switch it up next time, though. Who knows?
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. So, fact. Salt is very important for a margarita. It helps to bring out the sweet and sour flavors, but it also helps to subdue the bitterness and enhance the important flavors, while also intensifying the drink's aromas. I wow. fucking hate, I hate salt with margaritas, honestly. I was gonna fact. say
0: I always get like a if I get like a frozen or even on the rocks, I always get sugar on the rim. I get sugar or nothing. Same. <laughs> so I thought. That now that was I'm going to have to get my next one with some salt on the rim.
1: That's what I'm thinking. I was trying to find you know, what's good for sugar, and that just made it sound like that's what the chickens
0: do, <laughs> that, you know? Oh, whoa, damn. The lames. The lames <laughs> now I gotta... get
1: with sugar. That's what I got out of what the, the oh, Google. Now told you got to
0: toughen up, huh? <laughs> Apparently. All right. <laughs> And what does a
1: depressed tortilla say? What? I don't want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> Aw, poor taco and tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so depressing. I love it, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, so I just sad. remembered... So Next time you are actually, like, here, here, Uh, there's a Mexican restaurant not too far from my house. I haven't gone yet, but they do flights of their margaritas. Oh. I know it's been on my list, so please come visit so we can go get flights
1: of margaritas. That sounds great. We'll do
0: salt only.
1: Yes, salt only. It's about growing up. (laughs) Time to be an adult. (laughs) That's what'll make you an adult. Salt <laughs> on the rim.
0: Well, folks, uh, hopefully by now you know where to find us. But if not, you can find us on Facebook at Tacos and Tequila Podcast
1: and Instagram at Tacos and Tequila.
0: And slide into our DMs. We've done some listener, listener suggestions. Please give us other suggestions or I'll just keep having to pick things that somehow I have to get a good idea off of the dumb things my boyfriend tells me. <laughs> Love him. I, but- <laughs> I have a list of
1: things, but I would like for you guys to be involved. I want to know like what yeah. episodes you like. Do you like Missing People, Unsolved Cases, um, Ghost Stories, you know, whatever it is. Let us know.
0: Yeah. And I know like personally when I first started listening to podcasts, the unsolved cases really hurt me <laughs> so much. Mm-hmm. Like, man, it just hurts my heart to hear the unsolved cases. But now I like those are the ones that are so like interesting to me that we don't have anything. But definitely solved cases too. Send us those ideas. We want to cover like literally anything. Yes.
1: Absolutely. If it's a specific case or even just what you guys like to listen to, I think that that would help tailor a little bit to to what you guys want.
0: Exactly. And I mean anything. Like, I was literally Googling Mm wildest conspiracy theories the other day. But then I was like, oh, man, there's so much. I can't do this right now. My brain hurts. So, (laughs) uh, but I got some for the future. So if you have some cool ones, too, send them my way. I want to cover whatever I can. Yes yes and also follow um or not follow (laughs) like and subscribe on apple podcasts or spotify or wherever you listen and please 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 if you listen to apple podcasts give us a five-star rating We love reviews, so if you want to type something nice and sweet, that would be fantastic. But if you don't, just hit the five-star button. It takes two seconds, and every five-star review you guys give us helps us get noticed by other people and other suggestions, and that's how we find new listeners yes and I
1: see that most of you people are listening on Apple Podcasts so if you can't scroll all the way down to the bottom to hit the 5 stars I'm going to find you and you'll be the ep- next episode on the podcast
0: yikes <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh Get where it hurts. <laughs> I love that we started this podcast and that's our threat now I'm pretty sure I said that to you joking about Ryan one day <laughs> I'm also sure. I'll just just make sure we take care of him and hope in the next episode of our podcast.
1: Now it's a real life situation.
0: Uh, Just disclaimer, we're kidding folks.
1: Depends. (laughs) Make me call my attorney.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. All right, guys, well, enjoy the rest of your day and we will talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Every time. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> woo ha ha
1: ha 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 ha